All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Chris Armstrong, who's the founder of Nice. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, thanks, Matt. Yeah, it's going good. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on to the show and you know sharing more about what, what you're working on with Nice. For people that haven't heard of that company, yet, haven't heard of you, can you kind of share what is Nice and what are you working on? Sure. So uh, Nice is a brand asset manager. So we're a, a SaaS company, um, effectively a platform to help in-house creative teams um, sort of build build a home for their their brand assets. So kind of walk me through if I, you know, for the podcast or, you know, let's say for the podcast or for my company, if I wanted to use Nice, walk me through how I would use it, you know, or the user experience I would have upon signing up. What What can I do with it? What are some of the features, things like that? Sure. So, uh, well, typically a, a lot of the folks we'd be working with would be the likes of, I mean, we're working with larger companies like the likes of Uber and Nordstrom and Disney, um, but also a lot of smaller teams as well. Um, and really what we've been seeing is that brands of all shapes and sizes uh, nowadays are just dealing with so many more assets than they used to, visual assets, you know, everything from photography, logos, templates, video is, is a big one as well these days. Um, and so that stuff tends to be all over the place for people. Um, so you've got your, your photos in Dropbox and your templates are in Google drive and your logos are in a WeTransfer link somewhere that is about to expire. Um, and so really what we're trying to do with nice, just make it easy for teams to build a home for all that stuff, pull it all together into one place in a visual way that makes it a lot easier for teams to see kind of where their brand is at um, and then have more control over it as they try and grow it and evolve it. I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, the origin story for Nice. Why did you decide to get started, you know, working on a company in this space? Sure. So, I mean, my background is graphic design and then, well, sort of start out in graphic design that evolved into web design, product design, so on. Um, nice as a business has actually been around for about seven years now, um, but we've gone through a lot of different phases. Um, and we're fully sort of bootstrapped, self-funded and plan to stay that way. So um, things are slow, <laughs> slower than they might be otherwise. Um, but we, we originally started out, it was kind of just a side project of mine, um, building like an inspiration search engine. And so we built a tool that pulled together like Behance, Design Inspiration, Dribble, all those kind of inspiration sites allowed you to search them in one place. Um, and then from that, it kind of evolved into, we built a, a mood boarding tool um, on top of that. And it's kind of been, a, I guess, a, a process of learning more and more about the problem. So we had you know, people using this thing, you're kind of trying to figure out, well, okay, how can we help them more? Um, and part of the challenge was that we had a wide range of different types of customer. You know, we had everything from photographers, fashion designers, interior designers, graphic designers, and so on. So been a bit of a process over the past few years, figuring out as a company, well, where's the sweet spot in terms of our abilities and what problems are we able to solve? What problems are worth solving in terms of there's a market there for them? And also what problems are we interested in solving? Um, you know, something that we're gonna be passionate, be passionate about fixing. Um, so that's kind of where we've landed, where, um, you know, the, the brand asset management category has kind of emerged in the last probably two or three years, really. Um, and so timing wise, we've 
evolved as a business to be kind of in that in the right position for it just at the time that's becoming a more established space and as you've been working on this as you've gone through your different iterations and it's been different market cycles what have been just like a couple of things that you might have learned along along the journey of building nice it could be about like team building company building timing markets product anything but what have you learned on the journey so far a heck of a lot (laughs) I, uh, I mean, when I first started out, I mean, you always have a bit of naivety when you start out, I think. Um, so I started out just myself, just trying to build something I wanted to do myself, that, that I, I'm trying to build a thing that I'll be able to manage and sort of hopefully keep it a one-person comp- one company even in the beginning. Um, and then, you know, as it evolved, it got to the point where I was using freelancers um, pretty regularly to help with the development. And then we hit a kind of tipping point where it made sense to bring on people full time. And so there's a lot of different challenges you learn, like in uh, running a company, the things you need to learn to run a company that's got got a lot of contractors and freelancers working part-time are very different to the kind of processes that you need in place when you start to go full-time and grow the team in that respect. Um, So there's a lot of lessons learned in terms of, I guess, managing the team and managing people. Um, and I've got a lot more to learn in that space, but probably, you know, in terms of what would be what I wish I knew a few years ago um, and what would have helped me you know, be more efficient in the journey would have been around things like positioning um, things like find the right category uh, to work in. Um, that's something that we really only started to be successful in the last year or so. Um, and for a long time, you know, we we're building things that customers were asking for. Um, I, I, not not just in a, oh, they've asked for it, let's do it. But we were feeling our way and then building something that felt right. But it was really hard to articulate what the thing was. You know, anytime anyone asked me, what is this product? It was really hard to describe um, because it felt like a lot of different things, kind of a lot of different concepts merged together. Um and so initially we were almost pitching it like a presentation tool, you know, where it's like, well, we've built this thing and really clever layout engine, so in really intuitive way to pull all these assets together. And, you know, we've built it for mood boards originally, maybe it could be useful for other types of presentation. Um, and then, but then you started to get compared to, because we were kind of in that category, you got compared to things like PowerPoint and Keynote and so on. And that wasn't what we were. And so you'd compare unfavorably to that. Um, and so then we started to try and position ourselves more like creative review space. But to be honest, you know, you're, you're going out and you're pitching to agencies and so on and uh, design agencies and creative agencies, advertising teams. Um, and from a business model perspective, that industry is having a tough time right now. And, you know, they're hard to sell into unless you've got something that they can then easily sell on to their client. It's really, it can be quite a tough sell. Um, and so, you know, initially, I guess we were trying to position ourselves as the wrong product. And then we were trying to position ourselves to the wrong customer. Um, and so finding the category of brand asset management where our customer is the brand teams themselves, not an agency, not a third party, the team themselves that are going to get the value from this. Um, and functional, functionality wise, 
it's you know what we had been building all along fit really nicely into this category. Um, so finding that category rather than trying to create your own space, especially as a as a bootstrapped and a bootstrap company with very little funding, um, very few resources. Finding the right category as a starting point, so you're not fighting against people's perception. So you can kind of, from the beginning, put yourself in the right box for people, and then start talking, spend your time and energy talking about how you're different, how you're better, rather than spending all your time and energy trying to explain what box you're in in the first place. Does that make any sense? Makes sense. I mean, it's like when you build. I mean, kind of when you when you're building something, and you're construed or like you're thought of like x when you're really y and like even though you are what you are perception is sometimes reality which is a whole load of fun <laughs> yeah exactly no that's it like it, it's like perception there's that whole quote about you know design isn't how it looks it's how it works um and i'm not i'm not sure about that anymore you know i feel like both are equally important because design is how you change somebody how you can affect someone's perception of a thing um, whether that's their perception of what it is or how it works um, so the appearance of it and you know for the longest time because we'd started out as an inspiration search engine we were fighting people's perception they would look at it and just go oh it's like pinterest cool and that was it you know they, they didn't look any further they didn't look any deeper they liked it and that, that's part of the challenge for us we've always people's response to what we have has always been very positive. Always, they've always liked it, but they were looking at the wrong thing because it looked like a, you know, a Pinterest style thing. Then that's the box they put it in. Um, and so we're always fighting an uphill struggle with that. So if you kind of like take, take away the daily struggles or even the monthly struggles and, and zoom out, you know, a ton, I'm curious, what does this look like? five, 10, 15 years from now, I guess in other words, what's the big vision that you have for NICE and what direction are your own in? Yeah, I think um, I think we have more clarity around that than we've ever had really. Um, ultimately, the goal is to try and help, you know, creative teams build a great brand. Um, there's, over the last few years, it's been a real move towards brands building their own in-house resources. Um, rather than just getting an agency to do everything for them, kind of outsourcing all that stuff. Um, companies are starting to realize that just like, you know, finance is an important part of business, therefore they need an accounts department. Um, so, you know, branding creative is an important part of business. And so they need that in-house team as well. And they might still still use external teams, but, you know, it's important to bring that stuff in. Um and so I think there's a lot of the tools and workflows and processes around that that are still very much designed for the old way of doing things where a lot of stuff was outsourced to agencies. So I think there's a lot of interesting problems, workflow problems to solve around that for starters. Um, second of all, just when it comes to, I guess, helping teams um, organize a lot of visual content, uh, what we're trying to do is really introduce a third paradigm. So for the last 20 odd years, there's been two main ways, two main paradigms in terms of how you can organize a bunch of files. So you've got folders and tagging. Um, and both of them, they're, they're really useful methods, but they're, they both actively hide content so or, or remove context. So 
the more organized your folder structure, the more hidden the stuff is within it, the more you have to dive down in and come back up and go into the other one, try that one. Um, and the more you tag stuff, well, tags are a kind of single level, single hierarchy. Um, and so it's really difficult to kind of have multi-relational context be visible. Um, and so what we're trying to do is introduce a third paradigm, which is just layout. And it turns out, you know, when you take effectively a board, a, a, we call them boards, they're effectively folders with layout. Um, so if you take a folder and add the ability to lay stuff out, present it, you know, resize files, rather than just having little icons, actually show the preview, resize it, add a caption, organize it into sections. Um, it makes it really intuitive to share files with a lot of context, with a lot more information, because it's really easy to just go, instead of having to like, rename your file structure one dot two dot or this is the final 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 one you can kind of share a file and go okay this one's this one's big so that's obviously the the most important thing and then this these other items are beside it so they're related but they're smaller so they're less they're more supporting content rather than the main thing um and so it just gives people the ability to share stuff in this in a more human way in the more visual way like they would if they were in an office together and putting stuff up on a wall or laying it out on a desk um, and so I'm really excited about sort of exploring that idea further. Um, I think that, you know, for us, we're interested in exploring that for just the, you know, the creative space. Um, but I think that that could, you know, if we can find the right balance with that, that could be a paradigm that is useful, you know, in many different industries. And to make that happen, you know, you'll need some help, right? Every company needs help to, to make the vision happen. So my question for you is how can, the forward-thinking founders community, you know, help you out here. Are you are you hiring? Are you raising, you know, any type of capital, even loan style? Are you, you know, looking for customers? Um, how can the forward-thinking founders, you know, community help? Yeah, I mean, well, we've always sort of taken the bootstrap, self-funded approach. So I'm much more interested in looking for customers than I am in going for funding, I guess. Um, and I think you know, part of that has always been it's better to pay your bill. You know, if you if you uh, if you're paying your bills, basically you can do it. You have the freedom to do what you like and explore these, these new ideas. You know, if we'd taken funding in the early days, we would have been, I'm sure, encouraged to go down and try and build a Pinterest clone effectively. And we'd never have discovered all these other opportunities and avenues. So, cause some stuff just takes time. Um, so yeah, I mean, personally, you know, I just love finding out about people's workflows um, and the problems and challenges that people are facing. So, you know, if, if there are any folks listening that, um, you know, this challenge sounds familiar, I'd love to chat to them and learn more about the, their workflows and how they're managing brand assets and even how they're working with, you know, lots of different stakeholders and teams in this kind of thing. Um, and equally, of course, if they, if they uh, know of anyone that this sounds perfect for, we'd love to chat to them from a customer perspective as well. But, you know, even just from a research perspective, I would love to chat to anyone, just really dig into how this might apply to, you know, what we're working on might fit into their lives. And if someone is listening to this and they want to work, potentially work with you, learn more, potentially be a customer, how can they find more about you? What's your, do you have a website? Are you on social media? Can they email somebody? How can they get in touch? Yep. Uh, so the website is nice.co. So that's N-I-I-C-E dot C-O um dot com was too expensive basically um 
and we're on Twitter at NiceApp, so N-I-I-C-E-A-P-P, uh, and I'm on Twitter at Armstrong. Um, so like, like the, like Neil Armstrong, basically. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast, and I wish you the best of luck with Nice. You know, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Chat soon. <laughs>